In today's episode, we are going to continue our study of the values according to the fruit of the Spirit. And so we're going to be covering uh, part two of joy. And I will give you a little bit of a forewarning. This one may get a little raw. So uh, strap in and hang on. It's, it's going to be good. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on the Exceptional Husband Podcast. I am your host, Joe Sellers, and just thank you so much for tuning in here. We started a new series. Uh, this is only the third episode in the new series, but basically we're talking about values, and it came from a kind of a revelation I had while walking one day about how, you know, when we look at values and, and looking at self-help and, and, and self-development, one of the things that pretty much any course you take in one of those two areas is going to teach you or talk about are going to be values and many other courses as well. So I just want to encourage you that as we look at these, like I said, this revelation kind of hit me while I was walking one day because of all the different things. And and sometimes if you do a values ex- examination, um, you'll be given a list of like over a hundred different values to kind of get the juices flowing to, to decide what your values are. And just for Super brief summary here. When I'm talking values, I'm talking about these are the things that you live your life by. These are the things that when you're faced with the decision, you run it through the filter of your values to say, is this who I am? Is this staying true to, to who I am, the way I operate, the way I function? That's what your values are. It's that kind of litmus paper that you test things with to say, is this in alignment with what I believe and the way I want to live my life? And so I had the revelation when it's like, my goodness, of, of all these different things that I could choose as values, wow, the nine fruits of the spirit, if I live by those and put everything through those that filter, that's amazing. So once again, there's there's no judgment here. If you decide, no, I have totally different values, uh, that's crazy. Why are you picking just these nine or or whatever? That's fine. No judgment. I'm just saying that this is an option to look at. This is something, food for thought, if you would. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, and, and those nine, I've, I've broken down into three different areas. In the, the first area that we're focusing on is the area that of the ones that really come from God and are connected straight to God, and that is love, joy, and peace. And so we're in part two right now, so we're going to talk about joy. So the word used here, uh, the Greek word used in, in Galatians when it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit and particularly joy is uh, chara, which means cheerfulness, calm delight. That's my favorite definition, calm delight. And things that come to mind are some verses I'm going to read uh, here uh, in, in, in this next few minutes. So I just want to share these verses with you. And one of the ones that, that I immediately thought of when I think of joy is I think of Nehemiah 8.10 which says, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet and send portions of those for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's from Nehemiah eight ten. I'm going to come back to that one a little bit later on. Also in Psalm sixteen eleven, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So once again, this is dealing with God. Our joy comes from God. 
in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So if we live our life abiding in his presence, living in his presence, seeking time with him, putting him first in our life, then this joy can be something that we can live by. We can see, we can say, okay, if I say yes to this, am I operating in joy? If I say no to this, is that really more in alignment with operating in joy? Uh, once again, Psalm fifty-one, twelve, another verse. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. So once again, it's talking about the joy of my salvation by who? By God. It's through God. Once again, this is joy that comes from the Lord. And then uh, John fifteen eleven it says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. So now there's there's a the theme that runs through here when you see the word joy in the Bible. It really is, it's almost always connected to God or something that happened because of God. So the, the joy is found not in something I did, some accomplishment I made, some you know, winning, winning the lottery or, or doing well on a test or getting that job promotion. It's not necessarily talking about things that happen here on earth, but the joy that I'm talking about is joy that comes straight from, from the Lord. And so these are things that when you look at the joy of the Lord, this, this is something that can't be taken away from you because this is something it's not dependent upon your circumstances. And some of you listening to this right now, the exceptional husband podcast listeners, you know, you are in a place where you want to be more. You want to, you don't want to settle for average or mediocre, but you want to be that excellent husband, that excellent father, that excellent and exceptional man. And so when you look at that, then we need to walk in joy that isn't dependent upon our circumstances. Because guess what, guys, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but none of us are perfect except for Jesus Christ himself. He was the only man that ever walked this earth that was perfect. The rest of us, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to screw up. And so there's going to be times where our joy, we're going to rob ourselves of our own joy because let's face it, guys, sometimes life will suck. <laughs> so with that in mind, then I, I believe personally for myself, I believe that our joy has to come from a source outside of ourselves. It has to come from a source that's not dependent upon what I do today or don't do today, accomplish today or don't accomplish today. And, and if you want the, the ultimate example, if, if you think about it, Jesus Christ is our ultimate example. I mean, my goodness, we had one of the biggest ad campaigns in the history of the world with, with uh, paraphernalia and bracelets and t-shirts and everything else. The famous WWJD, what would Jesus do? So, I mean, let's face it, Jesus, he is our ultimate example. If we live Christ-like, I mean, we're even, we call ourselves Christians like we're many Christ. We want to be like Christ. We want to live as he lived. So listen to this verse and you'll see what this, this, to me, this is one of the key verses as to explain what the joy of the Lord can be in your life. Okay. So strap yourself in here. This, this is big. If you're driving, I'm going to pull over. No, just kidding. But Hebrews 12 verses one and two. Okay. This is one. I'm probably going to read it through twice just because this is huge. Okay. Now listen to this verse. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Okay, now, let me pause there. So think about it. There's all kinds of things, all kinds of weight in this world that can weigh us down. 
the sin that can cause us to trip up, the sin that can cause us to stumble and fall and make mistakes and make bad decisions. And and, it, and so many times we, we look at our faith, it's compared to a race that we have to run with endurance. We can't give up. We can't quit. We have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. How many times in your own life have you realized, you know what, day at a time. I can just take it a day at a time. I just just spoke to my uncle who who just lost his wife and my aunt. And, you know, we, we talked about that. We talked about how one day at a time, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen a year from now even or, or even necessarily next week, but I can take it a day at a time, one day at a time, one step in front of the other. So there's the first part of that verse. And then the second, you know, that's the last thing I said, starting with verse two, it said, looking into Jesus. Okay, now, so who is Jesus? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, here it is. If we're going to look to Jesus to be the author and finisher of our faith, we're going to have faith to endure, faith to stand in the face of any adversity in this life, then look what this verse says. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let that sink in for a minute. Now I'm going to, I'm going to read the whole, the two verses again to get it in its entirety without the commentary from me. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. So the biggest test the most ultimate sacrifice that has ever been made on this on this planet in the history of, of the world, of the universe, was when Jesus gave his life and died for us on the cross so that we could have eternal life and spend eternity with him. And what got him through that? What got him through more anguish than we could ever imagine? Because you see, it wasn't just the, the beating. It wasn't just the humiliation of hanging on the cross. It wasn't just a the horrible way to die. But you have to understand, when he was hanging on that cross, he took on the entire sin of the universe, the before, during, and after. He took on all the sin that that has been in this world to take it on him as the 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 spotless lamb to be sacrificed for our sin. He was that offering. And what got him through that was for the joy that was set before him, because it says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now here's a part where it's going to get a little raw guys. I'm going to share a little bit from my personal testimony. So as some of you, if you know me, you know this story, uh, you may know parts of it or all of it. I don't know if, if you're new to, to knowing me and, maybe today's the first time you even heard my name, then this is going to be totally new. But um, I got married while I was still in college at, uh, here in Tennessee. Uh, I got married in 88 and I was married for almost 25 years, not quite 25, almost 25 years. And the wife that I was married to for almost 25 years developed uh, cancer. And she had, by the, the end of her life, she had three with a suspected fourth form of cancer. So she had basal cell cancer. She had thyroid cancer. Had to have her thyroid removed. And then she had colon cancer that spread throughout her body. And the last month of her life, um, she, she, right before she passed away, she passed away in September 2012. In August of 2012, she suffered a stroke because of the tumors that were in her brain. 
and she was bedridden for the last four weeks of her life. A week of that was spent uh, in the ICU at UT uh, Hospital, and then the last three weeks were spent in a hospital bed in, in the home that we used to live in, that I used to live in. And so those last, that last month especially, we, we put it up before this, but especially that last month that she was alive, we took the, the Nehemiah verse and the portion, the joy of the Lord is my strength, Nehemiah 8.10. We put that up on the wall, literally. And, and she held on to that, and I held on to that. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And so, guys, listen, I, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're going through right now. But I know for me personally, that was in my, my 53, almost 54 years of life, those were the darkest nights of my soul. Watching my wife of almost 25 years suffer for three years, fighting cancer, finally losing that fight and passing away right there with me beside her and her family gathered around her. And, and with all the prayer with from around the world, literally, and that had, people that had prayed for her. But yet, for whatever reason, God didn't heal her the way we wanted, but she passed away. But yet, through that, through the darkest nights of my soul, the darkest nights of her soul, what we both held on to was the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because, guys, listen, in that particular time in my life, I barely had the strength to go on. People who, who knew me in that phase of my life... Well, for example, I met someone in town one day, and this was years later when when I was engaged to the, my, my wife of my second youth, as I call her, that, that I'm married to right now with my 15-month-old baby boy that we have. But when, when I was engaged to this lady, I introduced my, her to someone in town, and I said, hey, this is my fiancé. And he goes, oh, okay, pleased to meet you. It wasn't until a week later he came back around to me and said, Joe, I owe you an apology. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, when you when I met you the other day, because this is someone who had kind of helped me at the end of, of the life of, of my first wife. He said, when I saw you, I didn't recognize you. Because I thought, well, that kind of sounds like Joe. But it doesn't really look like Joe. And it doesn't really fully sound like Joe. Because you know that that end, after fighting cancer with, with her for three years and then her passing away, I, I, it took such a toll on me mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And so... I personally believe that you can only know what I'm talking about if you've been through it yourself, through the loss of a loved one, or maybe you're fighting it yourself right now with cancer. So those dark nights, those dark uh, outcome of of my life, that's when I held on to the joy of the Lord. Now, I could sit here and I could tell you numerous other examples of when I was in a horrible situation, a stressful situation, and the only thing that kept kind of my nose above water, if you would, was the joy of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you today to hold on to the joy of the Lord. And one more verse I'm going to share with you is James 1, 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So those things, when those tests come against you, that's when you're going to have joy. That's when you're going to be able to lock in and lock on to, if you would, the, the joy of the Lord, the, the joy that surpasses all understanding, the joy that, that is going to be right there for you in, in all these different things. And so I encourage you, hang on to that. Hang on to that joy. And you know that, that passage goes on to say, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it'll be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, and so just know 
that the joy of the Lord can be your strength. The joy that can only come from him is what, what can get you through some of those darkest times in your life. I encourage you with that because I'm telling you there's, there's times in your life when you're, you'll think, I don't know if I can go on another day, but I encourage you to lean into the Lord. And so let the joy of the Lord be your strength and be that filter that you put things through. It's like, you know, I'm going to approach this with joy. I'm going to make this decision with joy and see if it doesn't change your life radically. See if it doesn't give you that strength to take that one more step, to go on one more day, to just take one more step forward. So I hope this has encouraged you. You know, when I when I do these podcasts, I intentionally do it as if we're just kind of sitting around the in the coffee shop talking. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of a whole lot of pre planning. I don't do a whole lot of editing. Uh, there's very little editing I do with these. I just want it to be real. I want it to be raw. I want it to be just like we're sitting down talking, like I said. So I hope you, this has encouraged you. Uh, I encourage you if you if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, drop me a comment. Drop me a like. Uh, drop me a, a review. And the only reason I ask for the reviews is just the simple fact with the, the algorithms and matrices of, of whatever podcast software you're using. It really does help that podcast be more visible. And guys, let's face it. What I really want to do is I want to help men become excellent husbands and excellent uh, men and, and excellent fathers. And so I just want to get this message out in front of as many men as I can. And so I encourage you, if you have someone you feel like could be encouraged by this message, go ahead and share it with them. You can share the, the, the podcast episode with them and encourage them to subscribe. But anytime at all, reach out to me. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you have a, a topic that you'd like to hear on the podcast that we can look at and we can talk about. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to this. I, I did not take that lightly. I'm honored. Uh, every time I, I see the, the numbers of downloads, I, I am thankful for each person that has listened to this, that has downloaded this. And so I really am thankful for you. I hope this finds you well, and I look forward to next week continuing our journey through this new series of the, the golden values to live by, living by the values of the fruit of the Spirit. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I'll waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening, and remember, Yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.